In today's episode, we're speaking to Gabby Abrams. Gabby is a full-time lawyer turned hypnotherapist. Gabby is quite literally the real life legally blonde. She truly believes that each entrepreneur can have the success and impact they desire and they can do it on their own terms. Today, I will be talking to Gabby about how to identify your core money blocks. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And guess what? We have the amazing, the gorgeous, the, the vivacious, the sweet, and the ultra smart Gabby Abrams again. Welcome, Gabby. Hi, how are you? So excited to be back. I am so excited to be speaking to you again. I think it's a lawyer thing. We keep going talking off camera and I realize how much chemistry we have and how much things we have in common. Even just now, like, oh my gosh, it's so nice to speak to another lawyer. It means like I'm deprived of talking to lawyers. But let me just put put the caveat there. I don't miss talking to lawyers. I just, because another lawyer who's in my field is very similar to me, I miss talking to people who are resemble me more than anything else. So let's just say right, that. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, we had this conversation last time. I was like, you don't miss it. You don't. No. So just to say, I'm not missing talking to lawyers, by the way. I just yes. miss talking to people like Gabby. And so I get extra excited when I am like, oh, how are you talking with Gabby? Awesome. Because we do have a fun, phenomenal, phenomenal topic, uh, topic to talk about today. So today, Gabby is going to tell us how we can identify our core money blocks. And I think this is such a vital conversation to have. And I've spoken about this before from my angle, but I'm super excited to speak about it today and actually listening and hearing from Gabby because I think a different perspective is really, really useful. And it's it's something that you you always need to unravel to work out more and more and more how you can get to the core of the matter. So Gabby, for everyone, just to make sure everyone's on the same page, what do you define as money blocks? No, I love it. I, 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 I'm so happy that we're having this conversation because I think money is one of the biggest scapegoats, right? It is like the scapegoat child of our yeah. lives. And, and I think people blame so much stuff on money that has oh, gosh, absolutely yeah. nothing to do with money. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about money blocks, I think most people just think, oh, money hates me. Yeah. Money is not available to me. Yeah. I, I've never had money. I'm never going to have money. Yeah. And in reality, there are so many much deeper layers to that. Yeah. And we know, because once you start doing that work, you realize that it's actually all about self-worth, yep. self-love, yep. visibility, yep. how much you feel like you deserve, yep. all of these things, right? And especially for women, I think it, it really, really runs deep for us. Yep, 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 yep. I think yep. also, I mean, this is a, another conversation we can definitely have, Gabby. Um, I think being, being, a, being the kind of women that we are, we are, you as females, we're used to receiving, we're more the feminine energy, whereas the making money is more of a masculine energy. It's probably another conversation we definitely need to have separately. Yeah. But it is that because of that fact, we can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are, um, you know, our energies are different to the masculine energy. Mm-hmm. But in order for us to make money and create money in our lives, we have to embody some elements of the masculine energy. Yeah. And this is where self-worth, uh, being, being able to do it yourself, 
yeah. you know, making your own channel rather than receiving it through your husband, your father, your yeah. brother, your child yeah. is so, so important, so vital, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. And even that receiving, I think for so many generations, it's been receiving, but in a really powerless way. Yes. Yes, very disempowered way, very much like begging rather than, yeah, Yeah. I need it. This is mine. It needs to come to me. Not not receiving in a powered, very strong feminine way. It's been in in, yeah deprived and it's been all almost this element of being a female is is been belittled so much isn't it so that comes down to our core values I mean the my one of the compliments I was telling someone my uncle gave me was you've done so well for a girl I'm like what does what does that mean (laughs) like yeah I'm girls do really really well anyway yeah that is not a compliment you know I've done well considering of my circumstances yes not because I'm a girl (laughs) Yeah, so interesting. Um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting, the things that people say. But it, it, and it's funny, because it's like subtle compliments that are, well, that, you know, when I quit my job, my, my lawyer job, and I stay, just stay home with my kids, and I started my business, I got so many comments that were like, you're doing an amazing thing, staying home with your kids. And I was like, right, but also I'm, I'm building something really great, mm. you know, but it was like, that was lost. People were like, wow, what a sacrifice you are making. And I was like, actually, it's really fun. And it feels really good. <laughs> I'm not doing this from a place of sacrifice, you know? Um, so it's interesting. I think that, yeah, there are a lot of layers to it. So I think the first thing really, when we come to money mindset, at least for me, has been to neutralize money mm. so that you're not always operating from this place of lack yep. and fear, because I think that money is so charged. And I think that even, yep. you know, when we're charging, whether it's that we're charging money, we feel bad, we feel guilty, mm. we feel manipulative, whatever. Or, you know, what, when we're receiving, we take it to mean something. Oh, no, I just came into this sum of money. What does that mean about me? Is it going to change my life? Mm -hmm. And I think money is so emotionally charged. And the more that you can remove the emotions from the money Mm -hmm. and deal with the emotions on their own and just leave money to be money, the easier it is to make money. Because you realize that money is never the problem. Money is just money. Agreed. I think I think that you hit the nail on the head when you said that money gets blamed for everything. And I, it, it's funny that you say that because I think I really feel like I, I'm an advocate in like three jurisdictions. I'm a lawyer in three jurisdictions. And I really feel like even now, in some form, I'm acting as an advocate because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's what you're doing as well. We are defending money and saying, yeah. actually, no, money's not to blame. It's not money that, co- that caused your divorce. Yeah. It's the lack of communication and the lack yeah. of love and understanding. Yeah. Don't use yeah. money as an scapegoat. And yeah. that's what we are. So we are being advocates for money, but from a place of love and respect for money, not the greed and need and the you know the the, the neediness of money. It's it's, it's it's saying okay, money has its use and its value, but don't blame it for all your problems because that's what people do. They blame money yeah. for all their problems. I got a divorce yeah. because of money. Mm-hmm. I've got bad health because of money. I'm in this situation because of money, uh, or someone you know mistreated me because of money. Mm-hmm. It's always money's fault. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I love what you said. I love that reframe of thinking about it as, mm. as being an advocate for money, because it is so true. Mm. You know, and I think that you read statistics, the number one cause of divorce is money. Exactly. And, and I look at that and I say, no, the number one cause of divorce is bad communication. Exactly. It's the lack of bad communication, communication. Yeah. and the lack of trust. That's yeah. what causes you to have a divorce, not money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and sometimes they show up in the context of money, because I think it's also something that's socially acceptable to complain about and blame. Yeah everyone just you grow up with it yeah. it's generational yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I mean so I think I think a lot of people I think majority of them, not a lot of people majority of the people actually walk around and grow up with lots of money blocks and you, those are emotional blocks really 
but they have no awareness of it. Mm-hmm. So everything goes wrong in the life. And guess who gets the blame? Money. You know, I didn't get that job because I didn't have the right circumstances or didn't have the mm-hmm. right contacts because of money, et cetera, et cetera. So, and then the more you blame money, the more you reinforce those blocks and they get more ingrained into energy field. Wouldn't you say that? That's the, that's my experience. I find that the more it's Absolutely. more layer upon layer upon layer, which is by the time you're in your 30s and 40s, you really start, you know, feeling your earliest money paradigms. And your, your money issues, even though you're making more by then, yeah. your money issues really begin to show up, right? Yeah, yeah. And it causes, I think, a lot of self-doubt when you yeah. have those those money blocks. And mm-hmm. and your, you know, your brain is is constantly, you know, your reticular activating system wants to to look wants to be right, you know, it's like looking mm-hmm. for information that is gonna allow you to be right. So if you believe that money makes people turn against each other. Anytime that you come into money, anytime that you enter a business deal, you're going to be waiting for the other person to screw you over. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And then, and then what happens is that you end up in business deals with people that are going to screw you over. Exactly. Regardless of money. Oh my God. I mean, this not is, trustworthy. This is so, so, so um, apt. I was speaking to someone yesterday and I, you know, when I was doing these, these calls, I do full, full money block analysis call and I'm speaking to this in- individual. Now he is super smart, like incredibly smart guy, incredibly smart. He's, and I know his wife as well, cause she's another one of my clients. And the combined energy is lovely. This this couple is amazing. And even though he's super smart and he has all this ability, he's been, um, for, for use of a better word, messed over, right? You know, or um, S, I'm not going to use the word, but over by a lot of people mm-hmm. because of his generosity, because he's nice. But then he expects people to be like that. He expects mm-hmm. people to, you know, betray him. He expects to attract the right kind of wrong kind of people, which, you know, which turns a really um, profitable deal into, you know, not so profitable for him, or he has to walk out, or he has to leave, mm-hmm. or for him to be uh, manipulated, or for him to be abused. And it, he told me literally about six, diff- seven different scenarios happened over the period of his life, aside from the age of 20. And I could just sort of see the pattern repeating again, mm-hmm. and again, and yeah. again, and again. And this is exactly why, and it gets worse every single time. Yeah. The older you get, the the worse the pattern because it's been reinforced so many times. Absolutely. And when you just when you can detach money from it and say there are people that are good people to have business deals with and there are people that are not. Yeah. Right. And it has nothing to do with money. It just has to do with people and their own things. Right. Yeah. Because for many, many reasons. Yeah. Many whatever reasons. they're, yeah. you know. Um, and then what happens is that then you you meet someone who's going to be a bad person to get into business deal with and you don't get in there. Yeah. You say, oh, I got a bad feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Your intuition, so uh, don't think so. Don't, 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 don't go down this deal or don't do the deal or don't do it with this person. You begin to hear your intuition more because Mm -hmm. you're always going to have these people lurking around. It's just who you're attracting towards yourself. Exactly. All right. So now let's get back into this, this, this methodology that you have. So Mm -hmm. how do you help people like, you know, your, your people like other entrepreneurs or people like me to identify your money blocks? How do you, what's your process? So one of the big things that I found, so I do a rapid transformational therapy and a lot of them are money block sessions. Yeah. A lot of them are are money block sessions and the money blocks are never about the money. It's always about- Oh no, it's never about the money actually. When you go to the core, (laughs) there's so much more layers to it. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I started realizing, and I had this breakthrough when I launched my last program in January and I shared it with them and they loved it. And and it's been so helpful. I, I share it with all my clients now. I have you dump out what money means to you. Hmm. So just really quickly, you know, what is, you know, fill out the sentence money is, 
So money is, you know, a big one. Money is security. Money is freedom is another big one. Mm. Money is happiness. Money is power is another Mm. really big one. Uh, Money is being well-liked. Comes across sometimes belonging. Money is respect. That's the one I hear. Respect, yes. Respect is a big one too. Mm. So many different things that money Mm. is. And so people will dump them out. I'll have them dump out, you know, a whole page. Money is blank. Money is blank. Money is blank. And then just cross out all of the money. Like just leave yourself with that page of everything else that you left. Safety, Mm. security, respect, you know, belonging, whatever else. Mm. And start breaking down why those are your real blocks. So let's, let's take respect for one. So for example, if I written there, money means respect for me, because because I, I, I was thinking about this, when I did a similar exercise when I, you know, a few years ago, when I was going through my money blocks and I had to go through, gosh, I had to go through enough of those back yeah. in 2017. The, the very first one was respect because I felt mm-hmm. so humiliated and so mm-hmm. disempowered because of the toxic money coming from my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had no respect. Mm-hmm. And so respect was the first one for me. So if I put down respect, so then we cross the money out. And so what's left is respect. Mm-hmm. What's the next step then? So what do we go from? How do we, how do we understand what respect means? So the first me? question, yeah. So, so I think the first, then it can go two ways from there, right? And it can go either the way that you are repelling it, that you're respe- repelling respect for some okay. reason that you don't want it. I see this a lot with like power. Hmm. You know, people think, power or authority, they think, Mm. oh, manipulation, taking advantage. I don't want to be powerful. I don't want to have authority Mm -hmm. or why you believe that you are never going to have it. Mm. Right. So in this case, it looks like it might've been more of the latter. And of course, when we believe that we're not going to have something, we subconsciously repel it. Mm. But so asking yourself, you know, what has led me to believe, what beliefs do I have in place that are making me block respect that are making me believe that there's a part of me that doesn't deserve that for some reason. See, I we can unpack this, and because I've done the work on it, I'm I, I'm I'm okay. I'm not feeling vulnerable <laughs> um, to do the work on it. And by the way, I use my if anybody has heard my my podcast, I use my stories on on purpose so that people can see that I'm a work in progress, and the fact that if I've come at the other end, so can you. So this is a very very powerful statement for everyone to hear. We are all work in progress. If I can do so much and be where I am today, <laughs> you have the world's your oyster. You can do so. I remember unpacking this and the surprise thing I found Gabby was the reason why I couldn't have respect was because I'm a girl. Ah, I knew that you were going to say that. Ah, how's it not funny? (laughs) And it it, it didn't come to anything else. And I think Mm -hmm. I've been searching. And so all my heart, when I actually unpacked it further, it really went to my core because I think throughout my life, I I thought I was going for money, but actually what I was actually aiming for was respect throughout my life. It was, you know, the respect of my peers, respect of my teachers. That's why I excelled. I was always the top and someone didn't respect me. I got very, very annoyed. Mm -hmm. So respect has been one of the major things. And for me, my mind, you get respect when you have money because my father was very respected because he was very, very rich. My mother, not so much because even it was actually, she, she, she did have a lot of respect, but not the level that my dad had because my father, you know, he was wealthy, but my mother wasn't. But people around her respected her a lot more, I think, than even my dad. But yeah. I see I can look at that in hindsight. When as a child, I couldn't. I just saw that she was a yeah. woman. She had no money, no respect. Yeah. And this is what I had internalized. I'm a girl. I can't be respected. Mm-hmm. So I need to have lots of money to get my own respect. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Or you might see, you know, I, I think also always look at the relationship with our parents, right? It almost mm. always starts of course, with yeah. our parents. And, parents and if you had a parent too, I see a lot of people that had a parent where it was like a blind respect that was ex- expected, mm. where it was just like a very, you know, culturally, right? Mm. You respect your parents, you know, don't talk back, don't question, don't, you know, very, very strict upbringing, no questions allowed, mm. that kind of thing. And then it kind of leads you to, to repel that concept of yeah. respect. You know, why are people, why do people inherently deserve respect? Mm. You know, almost like a rebellion thing. You have to earn it. And then of course you believe, well, I have to earn it and I have to earn it usually by making money. We're doing, yeah. doing some, you know, really special thing. But I knew that you were going to say the woman thing, because I think that for so many of us, you know, generationally, we grew up in, in households where it was just expected that the man was respected. And I think that the same wasn't yeah. expected for women. I, I think this, this you're, you've, yeah, absolutely. Culturally and religiously, I think they, I, in, I think in, in my, because I come from the Muslim background, the man is not respecting more than woman. She has a lot of respect, but culturally what's happened is it's the, the scriptures and everything else has been manipulated to show the fact the man is more respected mm-hmm. and the man has the power and he needs to be disrespected. Yeah. And, you know, and this is why somehow females are subservient to the man. And, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter if she's more educated or not. And I think I felt that throughout my, in my family as well. So this is an important point for those to remember. Culturally, you need to know what else is around you. Mm-hmm. I felt my, my growing up, I was the golden child. My brother was the troublemaker. Mm-hmm. And I, I still felt that my extended family, not my immediate family, my extended family, they would appreciate my brother more than me just mm-hmm. because he's a boy, just because yeah. he's a boy. And I did all this and I was okay, you know, she's okay. But I wasn't like, wow, had, had I been exactly the same and been a man instead of it was a boy instead of a girl, I'll be, you know, people be worshiping me. That's the kind of attitude. That's the kind of feeling that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Hence, somehow being a girl made me less just by the mm-hmm. fair fact that I was a female species rather than a male species. Yeah. It's not interesting. Yeah. And it's really interesting that even as a child, you could pick up on that because sometimes I'll have clients that don't quite pick up on it until our session Hmm. when they realize like, wow, this was really about having been a girl all these years. And they might be carrying a lot of uh, baggage around Hmm. not having been as smart or having a different kind of intelligence. Because I also think that for women, like the intelligence that's valued in society historically has been very male. Yeah, very science. Yeah, 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 um, and, and less so like creative and mm. intuitive, and, and you know stuff that that we as women might more naturally excel mm. at, and 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 so I think that they think that it's that right that there's mm. that their intelligence is less valuable that they are that their contribution is less valuable, and then you can really see it through the eyes of of the culture that you grew up in and your family and your parents and really understand, huh? All along, this wasn't about me. Yeah. And I think that this is, it's important to add her, if you're still exposed to that culture, so I still am, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you, when, you, when I, I remember my, my, one of my brother-in-laws, I'm not going to say his name, he's, he's, really, he's married to my, to my cousin, someone I, I don't really get on with him at all, I really don't like him at all. And this is the reason why, uh, even though we've never had an argument, and we've never, I've never disrespected him at all, but I just mm-hmm. stay away from him. Because his attitude, he is, I'm far more intelligent than him. I'm far more educated than him. Yet, he is superior to me. His word has more value than mine. Mm-hmm. From Purely from the fact, because he's a man, 
and yeah. I'm a girl. That's it. That's his attitude. And he's yeah. even said it in a conversation. You know, he said something, something to like, this is a man's word. No, I'm not, this is not a woman's word. It's a man's word. I hold to my own. And I'm looking and thinking, dude, <laughs> I'm right here. And yeah. I'm bloody well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that my word has just as much value as yours. Mm-hmm. Right. So having those things, re, you know, every now and again, coming back and reinforcing time and time and time again, maybe subconsciously keeps yeah. reinforcing the idea that oh I'm not that valuable because I'm a girl I'm not that mm-hmm. valuable I'm a girl and you know he and I are completely separate and since you know nothing no offense to him you know but he's you know he's um I'm not gonna give his job away um but you know like earning capacity wise I, I probably am earning 10 times of his his income mm-hmm. that's irrelevant but the point is, doesn't matter what I earn and what I achieve and mm-hmm. what kind of academics I have. Yeah. The mere fact that in his eyes, mere fact that I'm a woman, I am subservient to him. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's funny. <laughs> um, I have, and because the mere fact, because the point, I don't have any respect to him. I don't have any respect to him because I think, you know, dude, you need to come into the world, right? But it's, isn't it funny that we still, even though I don't respect him, his attitude, I still remember, and we're talking about it right now. Isn't it? Isn't, isn't that interesting? Because somewhere yeah. along the lines, it's come into my subconscious mind for me to yeah. acknowledge, for me to even yeah. be talking about it at this moment in time. Yeah. yeah, but why is that surprising? I mean, I think it, it has to have made you feel a certain way, right? Even Maybe if you can small. just... Yeah, just, exactly. Even if you can look at it and then, yeah, take a step back and analyze it. Why did, why did I allow that person to make me feel small? They mm-hmm. still did it, right? And people do it because it's a power move, because yeah. it is a, because there's a joy for them in doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Or not a joy, but a dopamine hit, right? There's yeah. some kind of dopamine hit of, of putting people in their place or making them feel small. Somewhere along the way, their own wiring confused yeah. that for power, yeah but then the problem the problem i mean whatever that is that that's for them that's for their for their karma for them to analyze but kind of bringing this back home again it's this is reinforcing the block that i have well i had not don't have any moment but I, I did have which was i can't make money i'm not allowed to make money or i you know because i, I am not allowed to get respected and i'm not allowed to get respected because i'm a girl yeah, yeah. and that is been it's so funny that that's been reinforced time and time again yeah. and stuff to, it's, it's something that I hope I am passed on to my kids yeah. and both my kids have a different ideology but it's something that's always there isn't mm-hmm. it and you have yeah. to constantly work at it because I think these that give me your ideas about this what I find is if a book is so ingrained especially in terms of your gender being a woman mm-hmm. or a man mm-hmm. It, it's something that requires you to keep an eye on because every now and again you can slip into it that's what I was going to say is that it comes up and it comes up every single time that you reach a next level. Yes. That's what I was right? going to say. Yeah. It's like, it's like you break through and then you get to that next level and then you're really comfortable and then you start climbing again. And then there it is right at the top waiting. And this is what I found. So, you know, in terms of, um, in what my business, you know, hitting the seven figure was a big milestone, mm-hmm. but bloody hell, did I have time difficulty working out? Okay. What is it that stops me from getting there? Mm-hmm. And in the end, this was my, nothing else, not about education, yeah. being smart or whatever else. It was this fact that I'm yeah. a woman. Who the hell am I to make some of the figures? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what does it mean? And I think that we have so many, not just that it's, first of all, there, there's like the one side, which is that it's just impossible, that there yeah. are no women that do this. And then that the women that we see who do do it, oh my gosh, they get so much criticism. Mm, oh gosh. Yes. 
like so they're when he's, masculine. When he's, yeah. Who would want to marry? I would not want a wife like yeah. that. And what kind yeah. of mom is she? Yeah. Yeah. And I see that. And we, there are so many examples of men, you know, regardless of age, by the way, they're 20 something olds and are making, you know, 200, 300,000 a, a month. So basically they're crossing, doing multiple seven figures yeah. annually, but females are very few. And those that are, are like eccentric and really weird. Like, I don't want to be like her. I don't want to be yeah. like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that we grow up, you know, even, I think we can't have this conversation without talking about mother wounds too. And yeah, the way that yes, like, that matril- yeah. like that matrilineal, um, you know, lineage really factors into this too, because there's a lot of shame. I think that, that our moms, our grandmas, our great grandmas mm. carried around a lot of shame and a lot of powerlessness generationally. Yeah. And I think that that manifested as resentment towards other women. Mm. You know, we're constantly questioning their own choices constantly questioning, you know, how did I end up here? There's like a, a lack of, of, well, I made the decisions to get here and I own them kind of thing, <laughs> you know, which I think that our generation has a lot of, yeah, just, I, you know, I'm just creating what it is that I want. And I think that, that our moms, our grandmas, our great grandmas weren't afforded that. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time it came out as, you know, oh, that person she's working well, she has to, or that person is working because, you know, well, she wants to, and what does that say about her? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, always in the context. And you still see it, working mom, stay at home. There's always that. There's always, the, the, no one, it, if you're working mom, then, you know, you're neglecting your family. And if you're, if you're not, then you're wasting your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can never win, can you? Exactly. Um, and it's so damaging to, to our daughters yeah. and, and children when they hear that narrative because kids are like sponges and they're absorbing Mm. I think I think the, the the one of the best decisions I made was when I decided to set up this this business. And so now that my my daughter sees the opposite, she sees a mom that who revolves her life, my whole wife, wife, my whole life revolves around my two. Kids. Your business is your wife. I know your exactly. My my business is my wife. So and my whole life um, revolves around those, and my business actually works in between them. You know, and in terms yeah. of what needs to be done for them. Yet. I make very good income. I have, um, we have a very good lifestyle. And, we, and so I'm seen to be one of the moms who earns, I probably do, I'm probably earning more than most of the moms around her. Yeah. Um, no, no, not, not being statistical, it's just my business has taken off really well. And I yeah. do have a very, very successful business. But, um, but in, then I, I'm, I'm one of those rare breeds that I'm able to have the best of both worlds. I work from home around my kids and my kids are my priority yeah. and they will see me. Yet I earn very well. I've got the name, I've got the fame and whatever else. And I'm doing exceptionally well in the business world. Mm-hmm. But that that's a rarity. That's something, yeah. oh, okay, you're lucky you can do mm-hmm. this. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I'm lucky. Yeah, yeah, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently I'm yeah. lucky. Yeah. I know. I was talking to, yeah, I was having this conversation um, yesterday with some of that concept of luck, right? It's like you create your luck. Mm-hmm. You create it by taking big risks and you create it by doing the thing that is not socially acceptable. Yeah. This work definitely isn't Gabby for you and I, you know, anybody who thought you're a lawyer, you're doing this, what the hell for? Yeah. 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 And that's what it is, right? That's how you create your own luck is by doing the scary thing and and moving forward. And I think as as girls, you know, um, another thing too, that I like to remind people of, especially when it comes to money blocks is our entire programming was created when we were little kids. Yes. Right. Like our operating system, our little computer. Most of it is done by, um, I think 80% or more is done by the age of zero to seven. So by the time you're seven years old, most of your programming is already done. Yeah. And if you think about it that way and think about like what computers were like back then, what our reality was back Mm. then, 
And, and then we get mad that we can't just like instantly embrace unlimited abundance. It's yeah. like, we didn't grow up like that. We grew up counting money, hmm. counting to, oh, there's 10, 10, you know, bills. So if I give you one, then I have nine. Hmm. And if you give me one, then you have less. And, and it's like, we grew up like that. That's that, that was our operating system. We didn't grow up with this idea of Bitcoin and money just instantly gets multiplied and, mm. We don't Being know an investor and whatever else, yeah. yeah. I think I think that's that we can definitely have a conversation about the social programming that's done through through our parents as well as mm-hmm. uh, as well as through the educational system. Mm-hmm. I even noticed that uh, a small thing actually when my kids were growing up, uh, you know, they went both to private schools and the kind of examples they would have is okay if Michael has five apples and he sells two to James, how many how many apples does he have left and how much did he purchase it for? And um, on the state schools, because I remember we had when I put my kids out yeah. um, from private for one for one year for my daughter, but about two years for my son. The examples that my son, especially my, son, I paid attention to my son's examples. It's really funny. It just it just showed it to me what people's ideas of money is. Mm-hmm. It was more the example would be now if Michael has five apples and he gives two mm-hmm. to James, how many has he got left? I'm like, why would he give it to James? Why shouldn't he sell it to James, right? Uh, it's a small, James? subtle why, thing. Why? Yeah, it's a small, yeah. subtle thing. Um, yeah. But I found the the, the the example, the way they're thinking is for, yeah. for, you know, for certain schools, is a lot more entrepreneurial, more, more like, okay, how do we do this? Whereas it's more, the programming more is, okay, those are the rich people. We're not like yeah. that. And we shouldn't be like that. And our, our, our idea of money is should be, contained in this box and that's who we are and then yeah. when you try to break free from it again it's an identity issue too because mm-hmm. I'm a girl I should be earning so much I should mm-hmm. stay in my little box otherwise yeah. it's not safe for me to be outside mm-hmm. absolutely and and the fear of doing things differently hmm. doing things differently and not belonging right and and yeah. you know if you have a really close relationship with your mom and your grandma right having this mm-hmm. conversation yeah. where you know telling them really looking and saying things are different now and I'm going to do things differently. That's scary. Yeah, and and for, I'm Cuban and, and Latin culture is like very, very close, right? Family mm-hmm. is, is yeah. everything. It's and, very similar to ours. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to, you know, that idea of, you know, it's like, no, the traditions are passed on mm-hmm. and you embody them. Yeah. And, and to kind of look and say, Oh no, I, I choose to do things differently. It is scary. Yeah. And I think this, this could also be passed on from, I mean, when it come, when I was thinking about myself, it just occurred to me. My mother had a really negative relationship with money because she saw my dad being the way he was because of money. So yeah. this is another thing, um, you know, that yeah. because it was it was passed on to me to be a good little girl. I you know, even though it wasn't said, it was implied that money would not make me a good little girl. Mm-hmm. And so recently, I, I know I had a major, major breakthrough when it comes to my mother. It, it only occurred recently. Uh, surprising considering how long I've been working on this by myself, by the way. Recently, I saw my mother with me and our money avatar. So this is something I talk about. And a huge amount of money that I had. And my mother actually being happy talking to me and a money avatar and seeing how much money I made and was actually mm-hmm. proud of me now that's a huge milestone for someone mm-hmm. who would be more like uh, you know if yeah, she has food she'll probably give it away that yeah. literally you know she's she's very overly generous mm-hmm. unnecessarily so to be honest mm-hmm. and overly generous who would just not keep anything so money for her was just something yeah. you give away you just yeah. give away and you spend what you have and then you give away the rest and you never even think about it because money mm-hmm. can corrupt you that's another yeah. obviously those mm-hmm. are blocks you come up as well later yeah money 
is, is corruption. Money yeah. is corruption. Um, uh, that was the, I think her relationship with my dad sort of, you know, gave her that one and she passed it on to me. But I saw that that was a major breakthrough for me with my mother being a woman, mm-hmm. being happy about me having money, about me talking to my money avatar, being best friends with my money avatar, mm-hmm. and being able to deal with the amount of money that I had in this vision of mine. And that I thought, oh my God, it, t- it took me so long to get to this point. Mm-hmm. So not only did I have the block that I'm a girl, I should have money. Yeah. If I'm, if my mommy loves me, if I love my mommy, mm-hmm. I should yeah. have money. Right. And that's, that's the deepest one. Yeah. That's that huge is the one. deepest one. Yeah. yeah. So we're supposed to have a half an hour conversation ended up being about 45 minutes. <laughs> but I think that that was a great ending point, you know, because it's really true. Like there's a point in the RTT session where it always comes down to that conversation with either your mom or your dad. Yeah. I, like those conversations that we never actually have. Yeah. And this is important to highlight that, you know, during this call, we've un- we just unraveled slowly but surely where it was. We started off with money being mm-hmm. respect. And then what, yeah. okay, what does respect mean? And in the end, we come down to what ends up being mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mom story. It doesn't mean it ends up on a mom story, which is right. quite interesting. But anyway, that was I loved that uh, that conversation. It was fabulous. I, I think definitely we need to have you back, Gabby. We need to have another conversation. Oh my god, please, else. please, It'll be fabulous, so fabulous. But for now, tell us, Gabby, where can we find you on the internet? How can we connect with you? So I'm on Instagram at gabby.abrams, and my website is gabbyabrams.com. And on my website, you can download a few different meditations. I have a couple of different, you know, freebies and downloads that you can get. So wonderful, wonderful. So all the links that Gabby just mentioned, remember, if you're watching, if you're hearing this, listen to this on the podcast, they'll be in the show notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube down below in the description section, you'll have all the links to Gabby. Do go check her out. She's phenomenal. She's as amazing to talk to as as I keep saying. She is fabulous. And I definitely think we will have we have more of these conversations. We need to have Gary back for another one of these. Uh, this is so good. This is one of, my, one of my favorite conversations ever. <laughs> Mine too. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Thank you so much, Gabby, for being such an amazing guest. Yeah, and we you. can't wait thank to have you, you back. Thank you for being an amazing host. Thank you so much, Johnny. So good. So thank you so much for joining me and Gabby on Money Talkies. I will be back on another Money Talkies segment talking to another amazing, amazing individual and helping you and I to become better entrepreneurs using their strategies and methodologies. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.